from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. What were you looking at? Uh, the birds. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all I can think of was deep thought. Was just, wait, I wonder what he's pondering right now. There's a couple of birds. I'm good out enough. There, I'm uh, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. They like me. <laughs> References on this show this morning are killing me. <laughs> he saw sc- his reflection. They okay? were out there screaming. Yeah, I was like, the deep, the deepness of my eyes as I gaze into the. No, it was uh, two uh, mockingbirds out there kicking each other's butt in a parking lot. I was like, dang. That's a pretty good fight going on out there. So I was watching. I was mesmerized. Uh, Isn't it amazing in nature how anytime there's a fight of any kind of animal or whatsoever, everything every, stops. everybody stops and watches. Oh, well, yeah, dude. That's I, why rattling works, man. I got to go see this. I introduced the kids to watching lizard fights, and they, I was like, hey, come on. We got lunch ready. No, we're going to watch them continue to fight. Those I'm like, are the anybody best. lost a tail yet? I'm like, mm. those are the best. Welcome in, everybody. It's hour number two of the Big and Wild Outdoors. It's uh, Braden, Jonathan, and Bart in the studio today. Uh, Bill George is up in Pennsylvania. Vince has got bag problems, and uh, Dean Frazier's probably out fishing, and Glenn's uh, on the road somewhere, messing around. Arguing with a I don't, uh, an officer, probably. May, maybe doing something. I don't know. But uh, before the... Uh, End of the first hour, we were talking a little bit about the Panfish Challenge. I just wanted to kind of go over real quick that you you need to come up there. You need to come and bring the kids. Uh, you're a grandparent. It's going to be in the middle of uh, beginning of summer, and uh, it's don't worry. We have shaded areas with cool yep drinks for you to partake of. We're going to have food. We're going to have frivolity and lots of fishing and uh, lots of prizes. So yeah, we we'll get hope- to cook again this year. Yeah, that's what I heard, although I'm trying to get Bart uh, to uh, be on the fryer. I uh, talked to Dylan yesterday. I think we're going to be – we're seeing if we can borrow because we came up with this great idea last week that if you bring your fish over and we have a big old thing of that Zatarain's fish uh, wrap up there, you know, roll it in there. I got right you, dog. There, put it right in the grill right there, you know, and uh, – if you would like to eat a couple of your catch, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you know? th- that's what I'm really looking forward to. It's been a millennia since I've had a good bluegill. I mean, I remember it as a kid, um, you know, d- daddy babysitting day or whatever. We'd go out and go, you know, bluegill fishing and come back with about five hand-sized bluegill, and it would be rice and fried bluegill. I love it, man. But mm-hmm. the, uh, I talked to Dylan yesterday about barring the uh, the the uh, Cajun fryer, the two basket Cajun fryer. It's a four gallon fryer. Yes, oh, that, yeah, that's plenty. But that thing, man, it, it cooks so fast. Never change the grease ever. That thing is awesome. Well, Got to filter it. We used it yesterday uh, doing catfish out at the uh, shop, but it was really, really good. And oh, they so, have, this one as he's talking about. My cousins have one that they keep in Georgia, mm-hmm. and literally they say they go through the whole deer season and never have to change the the it's. Everything's as clean as a whistle. Well, the way the Cajun fryer is designed, all the particulate and all that other stuff goes way down. And it's all the way down in the bottom. Oh, yeah. and it's never circulated back back up. So. Oh yeah, no, that well, it's in, a great design in everyday cooking. Yeah, you probably don't have to change that. You know, oh yeah. yet. That stuff has oh, a tendency, no, we're not has talking a about yeah. burn. I'm sitting, yeah. there, I'm sitting there thinking this going, man, you guys never change your oil? Wow, yeah, we're not, not talking about oil. <laughs> we're not talking about Bart World over here. Yeah, health code violations uh, are not that big of a deal at the house. Why do these french fries taste like bluegill? 
Because I want them to. They're seafood flavored, okay? Well, now, uh, I was going to talk a little bit about uh, hurricane preparedness because, as you have uh, probably heard oh, if you God. listen to the show, uh, Jonathan, uh, this is the first time you've been back in here in a while. It's almost. my contractually obligated uh, appearance every six weeks. I, just, I was going to say, it's been almost two months, man, because... Well, and it's not your fault. I mean, this is Michael's fault. I mean, you're you know, mm. part of your livelihood is up there in Bluntstown, and... Uh, you're just a small portion of what's happened up there in that neck of the woods. So if if you're going through all this where you're living here and having to go up there and remove oh, trees, it's... burn piles, redo roads, redo all that stuff, rebuild buildings, uh, and and you're out in the in the deep part of it, you're in the woods part of it, so it's not like you can just run up and get uh, – a chainsaw and borrowed from home dip it or anything like yeah. that you know well, you got to have things like backhoes and uh earth movers and you know things like that i remember the text to you guys was okay now it's my turn to get the equipment so yeah <laughs> i'll see you when i see you yeah and uh that's what i'm you know a lot of people like going well john man he's been up there a long time i go dude you don't understand. You didn't see the same pictures that I did when you sent me the pictures of your woods, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, dude. You look at it, and you go. And I'm lucky. Is it ever going to recover? I mean, it's. I mean, I'm seriously. I'm, I tell this to everybody. We are very. The more I dig into it, I was very, 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 very fortunate. Um, you know, of course, and I tout the one and dones. I found all of those. No, that's good. All still intact. So all the feeders made it through the hurricane. I had one feeder. The tree actually fell, and another tree caught the front of it and dented it. And that's the worst thing that happened to any of the feeders. Um, I lost tree stands, obviously. Um, but, I mean, it's there's areas that and it's been good. And people look at me like I've lost my ever-loving mind, and I'm like Bart, and the days just run together now because I don't know what sleep is. Um, but there's areas that I – it was kind of good for me because there's areas I wanted to clear out, and Michael helped me out with that, so thank you, Michael. Um, <laughs> look at the blessing side you know, of it. You know, I've been wanting to put a food and, plot there for a well, while. It's, and so. that's the truth. It's the truth is, you know, where there's areas like that, but it's just – it's still um, – I hug my wife and I hug my kids a lot tighter and I hug my cousins and all that a lot more now, even though I'm already a hugger. Y'all know that, but it's, you, you see stuff up there. Um, and even still to this day, they're still cleaning up trees. Oh, they're yeah. still cleaning up debris. They're still cleaning up, you know, and it's, now, I don't want to get into your personal business or anything like that, but when you come and it's a hunting camp type situation like that, does insurance cover all that stuff, all that hard work you're putting in there? We were fortunate because, well, you know, I started the outfitting business as part of the shop, and we had that conversation years ago because Arrowhead Archery, we were going to diversify, um, you know, get into the outfitting side of it, get into all that. Mm -hmm. So there were things that I was going to do already. Um, and the insurance did help. We did get some insurance money. Did we get as much as, of course, I'm going to say no. But that's but, only for structure, right? I mean, it doesn't cover your loss of trees or uh, oh, no. anything else no, like that that you're having to deal with. That's the point I was trying to make. You know, the house and the and the cabin well, they have and the outshed. Well, they have the proposal right now, which I think is funny. Um, because being up there, I kind of get a chance to read and catch up on things and everything else. Um, they made the joke, or I saw an article from the Atlanta Journal 
from the guy who did actually did a timber survey for us of what we actually lost. Um, and of course, all the guys up on Capitol Hill, now they're getting ready to see if they'll pass the relief bill for people like us, for the people who have timber farms, for the people who've lost for the crop. I mean, yeah, Pine's big business up there. In the it, it, of course it is. Well, and, but in the biggest thing, people too, like toilet paper, my friend. Uh, well, and the biggest thing, too, is everybody thinks just thinks about the trees. Dude, you don't realize the acreage of row crop farms that yeah. are just in Alpha, Bluntstown, uh, Mariana, I mean, in all those areas. Oh, yeah. And those guys, you know, the, the cotton crop was wiped out this year. Pecan trees are the saddest part of it. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, not the pecan trees. Take all the pine trees, not the pecan trees. Well, the pecan, <laughs> and case in point, I mean, you get, there were pecan groves up there. I remember as a high schooler Mm -hmm. that they were still harvesting to last year, you know, and they're gone. I mean, it's, it's, you're looking at trees that are 40, 50 feet tall and we'd see them every year out there with the pecan pickers where they just, you know, it grabs a tree and shakes it. And then they were the guys out there raking it up, you know, and I mean, but it's. That's a cheater way. The best way is you make your little brother climb up into the lower branches and uh, shake the hell out of the tree. And well, you know, catch him on a sheet. It's called technology. Shoot him out with the BB gun. That's Bart, what... Neil, get up higher. The good ones are up by the sun. If what happens if I fall, I'll, I'll we'll try catch to catch you. you. Don't worry. It's Brain's all good. getting a death stare right now. <laughs> oh, dear Jesus. That's why they came up with the shoot him out with a BB gun. Uh, yeah, exactly. Theory. Mulberries was even worse. <laughs> Now everybody's got to get up in a tree and shake onto the sheets. Oh, Lord. That was awful. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by G5 Feed Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Go for it. We were scared to death Like a couple of kids just trying to save each other You should have seen it in color Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. It's uh, Braden, Jonathan, Bart, and Aaron. And every time I hear that song, I think of Paul. I do too, man. I've been thinking about it a lot. I do not really. think of your grandparents with that. I do because uh, all of it, when he would, when he when he would get on a, he didn't talk about World War II very much, but when he did, uh, it reminds me of the way he would tell the story. It was like you should have seen when you know what I mean. It's like you should have seen it in color. It was kind of like he was. He made a joke. That would be it. a perfect line that Papa would say. He would go, "Man, when I landed on Guadalcanal, well, you should have seen it in color." You, you guys you know are I mean? probably just like me, but I was fortunate enough that I had my great grandmother here for about twelve years of my life, and. I think more of her with this song than I do even my grandparents because it's like what we were talking about earlier with the growing your own chickens, yeah, doing your own gardening. I mean, you didn't go to the store and buy it. You went to the uh, – I, yeah. I remember it like it was yesterday with her. She had a chicken coop with big Rhode Island, the big reds. Mm-hmm. There was a rooster. They're delicious. Oh, they, dude, there was a rooster <laughs> in there, and for he tormented me. And Jonathan was afraid of him till about, oh, I don't know. Like I said, I hit 11 or 12 years old. And one day, Jonathan walked in there to fill the uh, feeders up for Grandma, and he had a shovel in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he turned into Mark McGuire real quick and found out that if you hit a chicken and he hits the back wall of the coop at about 110 mile an hour, he ain't getting up from that. No. Our dad was and, famous with a five-gallon bucket. That would do a kaboom. 
<laughs> Send them I, pretty good. It was always a good dude, one. Dude, I remember that, and I walked back into that house thinking I'm fixing and you know, of course, I'm like, you. we're all guys sitting in this room. We've never really been small. But to go back in the house afraid of what a 110-pound woman's fixing to do to you because mm-hmm. you killed a rooster. Uh, and she oh, yeah. look, she looks at me, and she's, come on. And she grabs a big stainless steel pot, and I'm like, wait a minute. She goes out there and picks that joker, throws him in there, boils him, and guess what? She gets to making dumplings, and guess what I got to have for dinner? Mm-hmm. Chicken, homemade chicken and dumplings. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of funny, man. Every time a rooster got crossed with dad, we always ended up with gumbo. Somehow yeah. or another. If I, dude, if I'd have known that was going to happen, he'd have got waylaid months, <laughs> months earlier. Yeah, months really. earlier. Uh, next time Steve Austin uh, graces us with his presence, you have to you have to ask him about his uh, chicken adventures with his uh, with his parents. I think we all had them. If you grew up as a country kid, you always have those rooster stories. Your heads off, have, let them run around. You know, uh, yeah. you always have those weird, uh, you know, chicken stories. He always got that tough guy rooster who's going to, you know, stare you down mm. in the back of a horse stall My or something. Still tormented by an old rooster at his grandpa's house. So oh, I don't. My sister was uh, Belinda. Our sister Belinda was. I, I was at the stock pond one time, and I was literally. And now the stock tank is was probably about three quarters or more of a mile through woods and fields all the way, way far away. And I was sitting there fishing with my dad. Barton hadn't been born yet. and You just, were just a twinkle in dad's eyes. Just mm-hmm. in the, on that country breeze, you hear this little every once in a while, and you're like, what in the world is that sound? It's coming, and then all of a sudden you start kind of narrowing down, you're like, Dude, that's coming from by the house. It's coming from the direction of the house. And I, I don't see my dad run very much, but I remember that day, man, he was like, that's Belinda. And, dude, he just took off. I mean, running. It's, I couldn't keep up with the man. And we were in high grass. You know that grass that grows out in the middle of the that field? That trips you? <laughs> where you, as your kid, you're throwing your legs out to the side, you know, trying to trying to throw them out. You know, like, like the you're bounding like yeah. a mule deer. <laughs> well, you, you actually look like uh, Forrest Gump trying to run with those, uh, you know, braces. Those leg braces. braces. Like I said, you're bounding like a mule deer trying yeah. to there. You're throwing your legs out to the side trying to get over the top of the grass because going forward just ain't working. But Dad, man, was just like, uh, like I mean, just was gone. And... I got to the barn just as I turned the corner. Dad had a five-gallon bucket, and he was clearing out roosters, man. They had her in the corner of the horse stall of, of my the horse lady, was her name. The, had her in the, in the back corner of the stall, about 10 of those big, white, super chicken roosters. What yeah. were those things called? Oh, man, what are they? All of a sudden, Dad does the run-in Stone Cold Steve Austin style and starts clearing out. Literally had two five-gallon buckets and was just swinging them. It's like like Steve Austin with a steel chair. (laughs) But the thing is, is those roosters were so big, they would bounce off the wall, come off, and they'd be like twice as mad. Oh, what? Oh, what? You you want to go now? Yeah, they're doing the head down, neck all fluffed out and everything else. And my sister was bloody, I mean, from her thighs down, where they had been spurring her. Mm -hmm. The whole time, and so from that day forward, we're eating. We'd be eating forget a lot. It, man. I tell you right now, there'd be a lot of fried chicken going on. Well, there was. I think we were down to one rooster <laughs> who happened to be yeah. like off, you know, scratch around. That's them. Some horse That's stuff. them, dude. I had nothing yeah. to do with that. <laughs> I was not. I was over here drinking with the girls, man. I I, yeah, and uh, every one of these informant rooster. But <laughs> after that, Belinda was scarf for life, man. She would not. I mean, if that rooster even kind of made a move towards she. 
you'd be like, ah! Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. I mean, we had a rooster like that for a while until, you know, dad obviously knew what was going to happen with that rooster. So he goes, boys, let me show you what we're going to do with a rooster that acts like this. Yes, we did see the chicken with the head cut off. But I'm <laughs> yeah. more scarred about the peacock, Charlie the peacock. That thing was a stalker. I mean, he would hunt you down in the woods. You're out playing with your little army men. Next he never you know, bothered me. Yeah, because you were bigger than he was. Oh. We were about the same size. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Peacocks are like. Yeah, it's we hilarious. Playing, you know, you're playing army men in the woods, and you're just like, yeah, okay, whatever. And you turn around, you're like, something's watching you, and there's the peacock, like three feet from you, just looking at you, and you're just like, make a move. <laughs> Actually, I like Charlie because Charlie always got me home. Because if I'd go out and I'd go deer hunting, uh, I'd hunt over in a certain area, like when I crossed the field that time. Yeah, and uh, went way out there. I was, I'll get, I'll be honest with you, I was out there where I had to sit down and go, okay. I got to start the backtracking. Sun's here, the moon's here. So I got to start backtracking in my mind. I'm like, okay, uh, am I okay? Am I still heading south? I don't think I'm heading south anymore. I don't know. I got turned around. It was raining, so you know, I got disoriented and I started walking up this ridge. And I'm like, okay, this doesn't look familiar. Everything, and all of a sudden, the dis I hear, and I went, bing. There's the house that way, right that way. Keep talking, son. <laughs> Keep talking. And so when I got to the edge of the field, I, that's that's what I did. I got out of the field and I went, Eow! and he went, Eow! I mean, he just talked me right back through the woods in the total darkness, all the way back to the house. And I was like, thanks, Charlie. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> nice. Because otherwise it would have been like, all right, it's uh, 1230. Anybody seen Braden? 1230, either he's dragging a deer or he's decided he's just going to camp out out there because he ain't home yet. We'll think, go look for him in a I couple think of that's days. that's exactly what Dad said when we were like, where's Brayden at? He's either uh, going to stay out there tonight or he's probably dragging a deer. We'll see him in a little while, more than likely, though. <laughs> and, uh, and as long honesty, as we don't hear any shots in here, we know it's okay. Honestly, it's the best policy. I never told Dad that, but it was Charlie that got me home. So it was all good. <laughs> <laughs> it was not my great sense of direction out in the Lost Woods. It was a peacock on the top of a a house sitting there screaming and yelling so uh, thank you charlie wherever you may be you didn't Uh, end up eating that thing did you i think no no we didn't we were gonna but uh we were gonna (laughs) but that's when the house was uh the house got sold and oh yeah yeah the guy who bought it wanted all of the all the the animals livestock garden the same way it was i think he just wanted our lives Oh, really? So he kept Charlie for a while, huh? Yeah, probably till it uh, was staring at him through the back window. Charlie died as a happy peacock. I don't know. I'd like to think that. But then there's a part of me that was so harassed by Charlie, I'd like to think the complete opposite. I hope a Cody can <laughs> drug him for 50 yards out there and then the fire. I hope Wiley actually catches you. I hope he had one of those troubled nephews that came to visit. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Called a red-tailed hawk. Swing! Take you right out, There were man. plenty of those out there. Uh, well, listen, I was going to uh, – we were talking with Jonathan about his uh, hurricane stuff. I mean, literally, he's been – uh, working up there diligently almost every single weekend. But uh, it starts in a couple of weeks, and uh, if you have not come up with a hurricane plan, I know that's not very outdoorsy, but trust me, you may end up living in the outdoors for a while, so you better get ready and you better get used to it. I mean, ever since I was a kid, and even Paul when he moved down here for a while, you know, he was storing up orange juice and everything else, you know, just in case. Just in case hurricane came oh, yeah. blowing through, and um, I look at it this way: if you're new to the state and you don't think uh, you can ride it out, or you don't want to ride it out, then start making your plans now on where you're going to go and when you're going to make the decision to leave. I think uh, it, it's 
It comes from living here. I mean, our cousin Chantel up there in uh, Louisiana, right outside of New Orleans over in Metairie, you know, four or five days before Hurricane Katrina came through, those Cajuns, they knew, and those Cajuns looked at it and went, okay. Locked it down and be out of here. They said, this thing's going to be a monster. Load up the truck. We gone. And I think she was in Houston on the second day and was in Dallas by the fourth day. I mean, they just kept going, man. They were like, this thing is going to be huge, and we know it, and we out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see what happens when we get back. And uh, so if you're going to make that plan, you need to start working on it now, not, you know, 24 hours before uh, and it's going to it. happen. And do it. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. It'll be open on Memorial Day. We hope you stop in and buy a bunch of those new big dog baits that are in there. Got bitters. Got reaction innovation. My new favorite, my new favorite plastic. We're going to talk about your snook when we come back. Is that okay? I don't want to embarrass you. No, man. No. All right. Talk about uh, that dink, that little bitty guy. Yeah. And uh, of course, Brandon Ford got a huge sale going on this Memorial weekend. If you want a new car or truck, go in and see our boys out there today. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by those two great finding folks. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors on this Memorial Day weekend. We uh, hope that you have a great and wonderful, safe weekend. If you're going to be out on the water, you'll be out driving. Uh, if you're headed out to uh, the House of Mouse or anywhere else like that, I know I have uh, some friends, their family is going out to... Uh, go see my folks at the fishing at Fort Wilderness. Uh, no, they're going to go hang out at Augie Bush's place. And I was like, man, make sure you take lots of water, man. <laughs> I mean, they're they're predicting triple digits out there in the center part of the state, uh, and you're going to be on all that concrete and everything else like that. It's just you know, ugh, I just I can't I can't do amusement parks this time of year, man. I'm sorry, I, maybe you got to be from me. Europe. You know, I mean, I don't, I just can't do. Well, it. Well, maybe it's just me, but I don't feel like the humidity's hit yet. Not no. yet. No, it's it's actually it's actually evenings, hot, but I mean, it's nice. You know, you get out at seven, eight o'clock at night, and you walk out, and you got that breeze. It's like, man, it actually feels pretty cool out here. Yeah. It's nice. It's we've awesome. Been, we've been swimming pretty much every night. I've, I've got the the little one to the point to where he's hanging off the back, like you taught me how to swim. Mm-hmm. You know, to where if he floats away, he's got to dig and he's got to get back to my shoulders, and he's doing a great job. But we've been staying out right till dark lately, and it, as soon as I get him out of the water, you just see those lips start to turn a little blue, and he's <laughs> over there just like the start shaking and get that little chatter. It's just low humidity, wind summer bath. Out yeah, it's been it's been wonderful. <laughs> That's what the pool is, summer bath. Dude, nah. I heard those statistics this past week, and I was like, okay, I can't call that a lie because they were talking about like. 90% of the people who own pools use it for a bath, you know, or like if you're done mowing the lawn or something, you know, you jump in real quick. <laughs> oh, and one of Allie's, uh, done it. One no, of Allie's of little friends have. come over and his mom's a teacher at their school there at Independence. And we were having that debate and they were from you guys, you, you know, y'all's neck of the woods out there in Texas is where they moved down here from. And we were sitting there talking about that and she's like, all right, boy. And they've got boys, three boys. And they're like, she's like, all right, come on guys. We got to go home and take a bath. I'm like, I already took one. I said, my pool's chlor- like super chlorinated. I said, trust me, they're clean. <laughs> they're, they're, they are spotless. There's no bacteria living on those children. <laughs> I, uh, There's not going to be no stink on them for two days. There was a time in my life when I was uh, working at a pool store, you know, selling above ground oh, yeah. pools. And uh, the county came out, decided to dig up uh, a pipe by my house. And it oh, caught my me. Gosh. Like, 
you know, back when you were a bachelor, you turn the water on, get, yes. get, get wet, oh. turn it off, soap up, yeah. turn it back on, sure, <laughs> air. I'm like, what in the? So I walk out the door and I got the towel around me. I'm covered in soap. I look out and this guy leans up and you see water just pouring into the sky. <laughs> and I just lean out and he's just like, sorry. And I'm just like, Ugh. so I just grab all of my work clothes, drive to work in my towel, and I go jump in the demo pool just to go rinse off. That's not the part I know. I, I figured he just dropped the towel and walked over where the water was hitting the ground and went, I'm going to go ahead and finish this up out here. You it was cold, mind man. It was cold outside. Drink it in, fellas. Drink it in. <laughs> Enjoy. Out here doing a scrub a dub out in the front yard, man, until y'all are done. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, just be safe out <laughs> there and uh, drink plenty of fluids. It's, Water. Uh, if, it, if the humidity stays low, as Floridians, we're not used to that, and you would not believe how quickly. I learned that lesson. It took me going to Wyoming to learn that lesson, how quickly you can become dehydrated in low humidity. Yeah. We're so used to being bathed in moisture all the time, and... Um, that's why the, when I got a kidney stone, the doctor was like, uh, well, if you're in the air conditioning all the time, you don't realize just how dehydrated you are. Cause you're cool. Uh, you're not hot. You're not out sweating and doing all that stuff. So you can get just as dehydrated that's, inside as you can outside. It's but, like, I've told you so many times the guys that I take up there doing the archery hunts and stuff like that in New Mexico, when we get to eight, nine, 10,000 feet, and they're looking at me and I'm saying, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Like I took Lori that first time and she ended up the first morning. My wife, I took their, took them out there. She ended up on the bathroom floor of the house with it 20 degrees or 10 degrees outside with a blanket on and that's it. But she's laying on the tile because she was so dehydrated. Yeah. And she got altitude sickness because of it. And I'm like, I, but I laugh. We laugh when we tell that story. Is as I, her and the other girl that went with us, I was like, we're in Albuquerque, and I said, start hydrating, you know. And they're like, well, okay. So we stop at Wendy's. Of course, their idea of hydrating is getting a biggie Coke. And I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. Water, <laughs> Get some more caffeine in there and sugar. That's water, Gatorade, mm-hmm. that you know, something Powerade, something like that. It's kind of what I was going to bring back the electrolytes. Yes. Well, you know what's funny is uh, when uh, the football team, when I worked for the Bucks, whenever we would travel out west or to Denver or anything like that, oh, yeah. those players were required to drink uh, two well, liquid they were drinks. Well, IVs, too. Uh, two liquid drinks every 20 minutes. It was the most peed-on aircraft, I think, in the entire uh, fleet as we were going because uh, you had trainers walking down there going, drink your water, drink your water, drink your water, because you want to be... What you drink today, you use tomorrow. No. So, you know, they want them super hydrated before they got out there at Maha Stadium because it just your, sucks it right out your, of you, your, man. Your muscles need water to work. Well, and that's it. like, uh, for me, one of the things I do now, we stop there at the Walmart and whatever to get our stuff before we go up on the mountain. I buy those gallon, they have the gallon, gallon and a half jugs now, the Pedialyte for adults. That's what? just, oh yeah. oh yeah, man. It's awesome. Does that stuff even taste good? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the fruit I mean, punch you, is pretty you mix good. It with, you mix it with some booze, it'll be okay. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, that'll work. So what? It's, like a watered-down popsicle? Yeah. Oh, really? They got like a lemon-lime flavor. They got fruit punch. They got all that. But, I mean, it's – you want to talk about recovery? Yeah. You drink you a, about a half a bottle of that stuff if you're feeling kind of – and I do it up there at Bluntstown now, too, because you get – you're sweating got, your butt off. You get yeah. out there and you just don't. We got we're the type guys that you get out there and you get started on something and you don't think about it and you don't yeah, worry you don't about, about it drinking. until you're like 
and yeah. walk back in the house. That's that's the thing that got me last year was as I was out yeah, there. As just, soon as you hit the air conditioning, that's when you feel it, sick. The yeah. freaking grizzly bear jumps on you, and you're like, oh, yeah. my Jesus. That's the last time I threw up, man, yeah. was when we were out there. And I was as long as I was hot and I was out in the boat and I was all I was fine. As soon as I walked in the house, got in the AC about 20 minutes later. Head start spinning. and Dude, I don't feel good. I got to go throw up. My brothers looked at me like, what? You throw up what? Oh, he must really be sick. He's <laughs> standing out there, standing beside the bathroom door. You want me to call 911? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'll be better. Give me a couple minutes. Anyway, how so, many reef donkeys did you have that none, day? None, none. The problem <laughs> was we didn't drink anything. I don't think, except for maybe one bottle of Gatorade between three, three of us. <laughs> yeah, we we were uh, we were young and hardcore and dumb about it. Uh, we would go out and fish midday. Yes, you know, six hours in the boat and only bring one bottle of water. Amazing each. as you get older, how that doesn't really appeal to you anymore, no. and you know, you're just like. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Last time, well, we went weight fishing. And I'm looking. I got this big giant rucksack on my back. I've got tackle. I've got water. I've got leader. I've got everything I need in there. And you know, back in the day, it was you know whatever I could fit in my pocket. Yeah, or stick in your hat. Yeah, and then Hunting's be the same way. Yeah, same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, now speaking of that, uh, Bart and I and uh, the kids, we all went down to uh, an area over on the Tampa side and did a little fishing, and uh, it was so funny because. I got ahead of them and I cut through the mangroves and then I, I took a right and they didn't see where I turned and they <clears> kept going and they ended up out on the point and I was out on the flats and we were in water probably about waist deep and uh, out there fishing and uh, uh, I had four big, I mean, really nice snooks swim right in front of me and I was like, oh, dude. And so I'm sitting there and I'm throwing my bait, throw, 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 throw nothing. And about 10 minutes later, I hear Bart go, woohoo. And I was like, what? And he goes, that's all I could hear, you know, <laughs> you know a hundred yards away. And, uh, and, uh, I had a, I had a, fa- a father and two kids fishing in between me and they were playing. They were half swimming, half fishing, you know, they were making a lot of noise. So I couldn't understand what he was saying. And then all of a sudden I hear, guy, go to snook. And he like holds it up. And I was like, dang, how big is that thing, man? It was a nice one from as far away as I was. It still looked big. So, I was like, dang it, those four that swam by me, they must have swam by Bart. And uh, he, he uh, ended up getting one, and uh, it was a nice one. I didn't get to see it up close, but uh, what was the length? I mean, how um, did it, you measure it? it was, well, I had to measure it off of uh, your, your son's arm. <laughs> um, because, <laughs> the way you can squash this is just get B and measure from the shoulder to happen. the – No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> like go from like where – It's on back, now. Like where his back meets his shoulder uh-huh. all the way out to the fingertips. Which is about two feet. Well, he's a little bit bigger than you think now, dude. Um, but He's got some knuckle oh, dragger. He's okay. a knuckle dragger. So I what are you saying? You. I, I said it was close to 40 if not over. But put it this way. I couldn't get my hand around the base of the tail. And I've got – I got I You got, got mitts. Yeah. I got mitts. She was thick. But the crazy thing was, she had these all these little parasites in between all of her little scales. She was just had these little hangers. Really? Yep. No line burns. No other hook marks in her face. Nothing like that. It was a super high tide, so I think she might have been one of those mangrove girls that she, just lived her whole life back there. That's exactly where she ran. She went right back to where the little channel was. Where oh, really? Comes out, and she just once she realized she couldn't get to bear it wasn't anything or B wasn't anything. You know that she could break off on. She took off back to the house and <laughs> took me off of her about 150 yards. There's no barnacles on his legs. I can't use this. I'm moving. Uh, when we come back, I want to hear the exclusive bait that you actually used to catch it with because I'm screaming in the wind. What did Stay you tuned. catch it on? 
And I changed my bait like 50 times and didn't catch nothing. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Bigger Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. Please. With the stars and stripes and the eagle fly. It's a big old land with countless dreams. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Jonathan, Bart, Aaron, and some new girl over there on the other side. New old girl. You got an event today? Where are they going? Where are you going to be? It's a lady. Where are they going now to Q105 today? Where are you at? She's going to Camping World in Bartow. Oh, Camping World. In Bartow. Bartow. Getting out there in the woods. Wow. And then she has an event in Clearwater Beach. God, that's a heck of a driving day. Oh, Memorial Weekend? Who wants yep. to do that drive? Promotions life. Uh, I remember those days. <laughs> she's, she's the promotions coordinator now. Oh, really? See, I told coordinator. you. Coordinator. Told you to hang in there. Don't give up. Good Which for means you. when she shows up, it's like the foreman on a job showing up at That's right. the power plant. Guess Get what? Get, Get to work, gun. boys. Get out there. <laughs> now she's the big. She's the pointer now. She's not the sweater. She's the pointer. Put that over there. Take that. Put it over there. Put I over was there. you a few years ago. So guess what? <laughs> now I'm gonna work you like a government mule. <laughs> you bring uh, back a lot of memories, man. The concert was last night. The big boys were in town. I, I guess you guys were all out there for that. So I know uh, Lana was out there for the uh, concert and everybody, QYK. I didn't see Steve out there. He'd have been backstage. That's where he lives. Who was here? Who? Yeah. Who was, who was, who was here? Rascal I, Flats. How do you not know Rascal Flats was in town? Uh what were you? What were we talking about a few segments ago? Where Jonathan's been cleaning up? Oh, and that's doing, right. You've been I'm, up in Bluntstown. I'm sorry. You've been out in the woods, big deep dark yeah. woods. Yeah, Rascal Flats was in town last I mean, night. The cell, show. the the no trees is cell service and all that's just freaking phenomenal up there now. But you know, I'm gonna hit her up for some Ariana Grande tickets. I want those because she sold out. So I need Absolutely. those. Absolutely, I need those tickets. What? <laughs> Dude, you know the concert that I wanted to go see a friend. Um, My daughter friend- would freak the freak out. <laughs> if I got to see her to go see uh, Ariana Grande, uh, Are you crazy? Out in Kansas, it was uh, it was Tool and Kenny Chesney. <laughs> there's a there's a concert that is a cross. How do those two crowds even get yeah, along, like man? Little Wayne's coming with Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be a crazy. Well, you wild lost me, concert. Little Wayne. So there you go. What yeah. Little Wayne? Yeah, yeah. such a weird pairing, though. You know. Like, I mean, you got to think, well, come on, think about the most popular song, was it last two weeks ago? Oh, I, I thought mean, you were saying Aerosmith and uh, Run DMC. See, it's, it's been done before. Yeah, I don't know. Amazing oh, how you're things about always Billy come back around. Yeah, that, I can't. I, oh, I, my, don't talk about the stupid horse and, oh, No, no, but I, what I like to do, honestly, is. Uh, Cowboy hat by Goose. Wrangler on my booty. What? Come what on, I like now I got kids. Is I, if I hear that <laughs> I song, do too. If I hear that song blasting at a stop, Light, I'll roll down my window and just start making up words to the to the beat, you know, that go right along with it, and I just start screaming it at that vehicle. Why? Just because? Oh yeah, the, my, I have I have kids too. I have nieces. I have two daughters and all that. And guess what? There's a moratorium on that song ever being played. Dude, like honestly, vehicle. I can't I can't get out of the car and go. No, I no, just, turn that off. No, I just thought it was funny. I thought it's, I think it's a good funny shot. <clears throat> I'm just saying. It just goes to show you how desperate uh, people are to try to find something new. Oh, come on. I mean, no, they're, they're it, making but it's money like you just said. Song, find man. something new that's already been done 
how many times? Yeah, 20 and years ago. 20, 30 years 30 ago. 30 years ago. <laughs> Aaron, just so you know, Bill George says he's trying to call in. He says he's got two gobblers in the yard, uh, about 50 yards, uh, inside 50 yards. Sorry, we don't care. And uh, we're still an hour out. Fresh deer in the cooler. Oh, oh okay. I was too busy trying to pull this up. <laughs> you know, you're just trying to set me off. That's all you're trying to do. This is all you're trying to do. It's okay. I'm not going to do it. You know what, though? I'm in a good mood today. We all know that line because we've all said it to our fathers. Ain't nobody going to tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just finally realized that I'm old. I mean, that's it. I just, I'm, I'm finally old. Is that what it is? I'm finally old. I just I, realized. Well, well, then I guess I'm not because I find myself singing that song uh, out in the middle of it. I'm like, I'll be walking through uh, G5 or something and I'll be going... Ain't nobody tell me nothing. Yeah, but see, I do the not safe for work version, so I can't do oh, that yeah. on the air. Okay, Easy. Right. Anyway, uh, Bill George, I wanted to bring it up because I thought it was funny. He said they do have uh, fresh deer in the cooler, even Ooh. though deer season is completely over in Pennsylvania. Hmm. Picked up roadkill earlier before That's leaving. That's still legal up there? I guess it is. Yeah. So Man, uh, lucky. Either that or he's in real big trouble because we just put it over the transmitter. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of the two. And we're locking on his GPS coordinates right now. <laughs> so we expect some nice... Uh, Better turn that location button off on your phone, Bill. We expect some bribery sausage when he gets back. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> bribery sausage. Bribery sausage. You know, I'm really mad at you. I brought you some sausage. I'm not mad anymore. <clears throat> Before the break, we were talking about Bart's uh, fish that he caught. He finally got a snook that was over 16 inches long in his life. He was very proud. Yeah, man. Wouldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it was, they, he get, they broke that... Pretty good. Well, no. you know what? When it's your first one that's that big, I can understand that because you know I caught the fish of a lifetime, and now I'll never, I'll never get another snook that big in the boat ever again. I don't think I'll ever. I see mean, the you day. can't say never is never. Never but say never. Yeah. I mean, as the as the average fisherman, as you tell me where I'm going to go catch a 52 inch snook on a, on a regular basis. It's, it's it's almost a once in a lifetime thing. Even Dave Parmalu will tell you that the biggest he's ever caught was 51. I mean, so I, I get what you're saying, but like as the average fisherman like me, I don't get the opportunity to fish every day or every weekend or even every week. But being able to go out there and finally eclipse that 40 inch mark, but that could just kind of now I look at that as I mean that's you're, B looked at me he's like dude oh, man that's amazing I was like I'm done I'm done for the day I'm literally <laughs> done for the day let's go get something to eat I'm I don't like, care I'm, I'm what good. I catch from now on yeah you know? like, it was like I laughed and told a guy we were having this conversation the other day at the shop with deer and i've got my full body mount deer the house is the biggest deer i've ever killed and i just i'll shoot those and all that stuff and i'm done you know i mean if one walks out now don't get me wrong there were a couple last year that walked out that got the old blood pumping again like it used to and I mean, I've never. I, I I might have to scratch the itch. Let me say. It like that. I mean, I've looked always looked at it this way: is that if if the buck is bigger than all the does around, you know, meat wise, and it, I'll take it. But if there's a doe and I got a doe tag and it's bigger than the than any buck that I got out there, body wise, mass wise, I'm neck shooting. Bang! Well, I was about to say that's all I do with does, anyways. Yeah. So put her in the freezer. All right. Well, we got Alan on the phone. You want to push his button? Uh, do you want to lean forward and push? We're that? fixing it to break. You want to hold him over? Are we? Are we? Yeah. Can you get him in in a couple of minutes? Yeah, just I don't know. She's the boss. What? We want to wait for break? Uh, oh man, I got two minutes. <laughs> I got two minutes. Hey, Alan, what's going on? How you doing, boys? What are you Morning, doing? Sir. Uh, working. Working, doing what? Uh, I'm in law enforcement. Law enforcement. Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's good. And, uh, 
Good for agents, it will not be named. Okay, sh- that's fine. You'll, we'll, we'll be okay. And we were just talking about a guy who's got a test. <laughs> Yeah, this, is, this is not about that, the, this. That's okay. Is, I, I probably don't have jurisdiction. Oh, okay. Well, uh, it, it, I think it's still legal up in Pennsylvania. When Bill calls, we'll find out for sure. Because trust me, we'll throw him <laughs> under the bus if we have to. Yeah. Hey, I was just curious. I called a couple weeks ago. And I forget which one of you is was putting in for Elk in uh, Kentucky. I was just wondering if that was Glenn. Was, if did Glenn draw? I don't know. He hasn't he hasn't said anything to us about it, and uh, yeah. he's on the road this weekend. I think he and the wife decided to go. Uh, Ski daddle out of town for a little bit uh, Memorial Weekend, but uh, he hasn't said Shinola about about uh, the thing for me. Oh, I'm sure if he wanted, he would. if he had drawn, he, he'd know about it by now. Yeah, <laughs> how did you do? Did you get picked? Oh, uh, I was disappointed yet again. Oh no way! So this is what year seven? Yeah, but you know what? I've I've been more disappointed for a lot more money. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I guess that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I've been yeah, to the casino. It's a, it's a $30 donation to the state of Kentucky, so it's, it's not too bad. Yeah, look, just, hey, you did your part, and you helped out with the uh, you know the reintroduction of elk. And Another it's example of hunters picking up the tab for yeah. and the it, reclamation you know of wildlife. And it didn't bother him at all, because he knows well, that I money's just, going to a good cause. i got to start using those five lottery tickets they, they send me to sell every year. i got to start putting in those. Those are probably the winners. There you really you think so? I mean, have they posted them yet? I mean, is there a place where you can go look? How did you find yeah, you out? Could go, uh, it's on their website. They post the results on the 20th of May. So. I wonder if we I can always, go look and see who, if, if maybe he did. I always maybe, almost forget I almost forget to put in every year, but the, my reminder is always just right around the NFL draft. So when I hear, start hearing about the draft, I'm like, oh, crap, i got to put my money in for Kentucky. Okay. So uh, is <laughs> it? do you remember what the website is? Because I want to go uh, see. I want to say it's. I don't know, it's something ky.gov, but, uh, which will get you in trouble, so be careful when you type that in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got Hey-o! it. Hey-oh! I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to do the same thing and just put in Kentucky D in our Department of Natural yeah, Resources. Yeah, that's probably a safe bet. I wonder if, uh, do they put the people's names, do they list who the winners are, or do you they have to have a code? Uh, you just, no, they don't. Just, uh, I imagine it would, I'm not sure how long the list would be, but they know they just... Uh, you go in your own profile, and they tell you, nope, oh, not you. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping I could go in there and say, and maybe he doesn't know it yet, and we could surprise him and go, hey, Glenn. It's, that's it's a big send-up, too, because they send you an email, and the results are out. I'm like, oh, you get all excited, and then you go, and they bust your oh, Nope, not you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, the results are out, and guess what, Alan? It ain't you, buddy. <laughs> thanks for the money. Exactly. Well, good luck next year, man, and thanks again for calling in and uh, being a part of the show, man. You know you're always welcome. I appreciate you guys. Have a good day. All right, sir. You Thank be you, safe sir. out there and enjoy this great Memorial weekend. I know you're probably going to be working. He's probably going to be working. All right, all right. We got to take a break. Top of the hour. Hour number three is rapidly coming up to uh, to fruition here. So stay with us. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G Five Feed and Outdoors and Brandon Ford.